Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to mitigate crises and help teams get back on track. This podcast is about helping the C-suite leader to navigate challenges with confidence. For today's leader, I'm here to help you get back on track. Tomorrow's leader, let me partner with you to learn the secrets of the C-suite. Wherever you're at in your career, this is the podcast for you. Hello, my name is Deb Coviello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I am grateful, so grateful you've joined us for another episode of The Drop-In CEO podcast, where week after week, I find these amazing leaders who share their insights with you and hopefully, hopefully inspire you. And if you like this episode, and I just know you will, please subscribe rate, review, and most importantly, share at least with one other person who may value this resource. And we both do this, myself and my guests, we do this to help the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. And today, I am so delighted to introduce to you my fantastic guest, Jill Valdez, who has her own consulting company called Link Consulting. And we're not going to go so much into her backstory, but what I really want to emphasize is that she does support executive directors with their strategies for organizational health. And you know I talk a lot about that. And to make sure that the outcome also supports their business growth, supports employee retention, you get a better reputation in the community, and create phenomenal cultures. And get this, we also happen to, in the process, reduce operating costs, improve efficiencies, and just have a great place to work. So this is why I wanted to bring her onto the show. Jill, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. And I am delighted to have you because this is the beauty of the network. Shout out to Ben Baker. He has been on my show a couple of times, I on his. And whenever he hears an amazing person, he says, Deb, you got to talk to Jill. You got to talk to Jill. And we've also spoken and I said, oh, what you do is so aligned to the drop-in CEO brand supporting leaders on their journey, I knew I had to bring her on to the show. So I am going to pass the mic over to you, Jill. Would love for you to share with our communities a bit about yourself personally, your story, and how you arrived at the work that you're doing now. Oh, thanks, Deb. I appreciate that opportunity. You know, my story, it's not unique. It's I've heard it a hundred times. It really goes back to I was working in the nonprofit sector. And frankly, I thought I would be working in that forever. I was working as an executive and I was overseeing operations, staff management, program management. And yet I was at a really difficult company um, and I was feeling really stuck. I I felt super trapped and I was unsure of what I was going to do. I knew that I was purposed to be doing great things, that I had a lot to offer, that I could make impact um, and that everything I did I wanted it to be about bringing out the best in an organization, making the people around me better. And I, I just was so, I, I would come home and I was like, I, I was trapped. And I met with a friend of mine who was kind of getting into the coaching industry. And she asked me this very profound question. And it started me on this journey of discovery of, of then what was next. And through that, I discovered a love for coaching. I got certified as a coach. I left that company. I left the nonprofit sector. And when I got into the for-profit sector, what I thought was that business leaders would already understand how to bring out the best in their people, that they would understand 
the principles of leadership in that they were working with people, that it was about setting up an atmosphere where people were going to be their best. They were going to be able to contribute to the success of a company. And what I quickly found was that those things were not in place. And so I had an opportunity just by nature, it's kind of what I do. And so I was working with a company. I was the associate director of HR. The president of the company came to me and he said, Jill, what you've been doing for my company and what you've done for my people, you need to be doing this for more than one company at a time. You need to do this not as an employee. He said, I'm kicking you out of the nest. Uh, I'm going to be your first customer, but you need to go and start your own agency. And so that was back in 2018. And it started me on this journey of being able to support other leaders in recognizing that every day they get to impact and they get to set the table basically for their staff and for their people to come in and do amazing work and be their best and be the best version of themselves, aligning their purpose, their passions with what the company is doing, which creates this overall win-win situation where everybody is getting their best. Um, And so fast forward to where we're at now in 2022, I actually shuttered the business for a little bit. My husband had a surgery. He donated a kidney to his brother. And um, and I took a job as a director of operations for hospice agency. And so I knew that I couldn't do all of that all, all at the same time. So I shuttered the business. My husband's doing well. His brother is doing phenomenal. And in August of this year, I was laid off. Uh, They went through some restructuring, as we are hearing so many companies are doing right now. They laid off a significant percentage of their workforce and eliminated my role across the nation. And so it gave me an opportunity to come back to doing one of the things that just fills my heart and my soul, um, and that is supporting executive directors. Everybody's talking about employee engagement. Retention is a big issue workplace culture, everybody, you know, these are big, big buzzwords. But again, what I'm finding is that leaders are struggling with how to actually address those things, how to put things in place that are going to improve engagement, that that they're going to keep good talent. And that when, when their staff and when their people are talking about their company, that they're talking about it with enthusiasm. I know it's a lot of woo-woo stuff, but it's the space that I'm in and it's what I love because I get to see people go home at the end of the day and be like, man, I love what I do. I love where I work and feeling this sense of fulfillment and purpose. Mm. I want to ask you a loaded question. I mean, I've got so many <laughs> questions already offered here, but when it comes to how would you profile yourself? I mean, I've come up with, okay, coach. Chief HR officer, chief culture officer. Do you align with any of those or do you call yourself something else? Well, I don't necessarily, that's the Ben part of it is I don't know that I necessarily fit into one particular channel. I, there's a part of it that's HR, there's a part of it that's culture, 
that culture officer. There's a part of it that's people development. Yeah, I just wanted to go there because <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, you know, what would you call me? Oh, Deb, are you a fractional this? Are you a business advisor? Right. And I said, well, I'm the drop-in CEO. And I become whatever that client, <laughs> that CEO needs me to be an advisor yeah. or roll up my sleeves and be a chief quality or a chief operations officer and sometimes HR. <laughs> yeah. Do all of that. So, wow, very inspiring story. And I would love to ask you another question. Again, it was based on your backstory. One of the things a boss said to you was, Jill, you should go out and do this on your own. I mean, I want to know in that moment what you felt because there are so many people where the world, their bosses, peers say, you're so good at this stuff. You should do it. And we don't have the courage to actually do it. I would love to know what you felt in that moment and why did you go out and do it on your own? Well, I was flattered and I was excited because all of a sudden I did see an opportunity. And somebody, the fact that he recognized in me that I had made this impact. I wasn't 100% sure what he was talking about because I was just being me. But the fact that he said, there's something that you have that you can be giving out to other people. That was amazing. And that that really spurred me on. I, and I'm never one to back away from a challenge. And I'm always up for a good adventure. And so there was, a again, there was a lot of excitement. I've told a few people this when I made that step. And I really thought that once people heard I was going to be available, then my phone would be ringing off the hook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the case. And so it took me it took me a good year and a half to really get my messaging down, to be able to narrow down what it was that he he was talking about specifically. Because, again, this is stuff that I was kind of doing just by second nature. And so to understand from his background and what what his experience was, like, what are you talking about? To be able to then convey that to other people that this is how I can work with you. This is what I can do for your company. You know, one of the things that you brought up in there, and again, I pick up on these nuggets is, okay, somebody recognized something in you and you have to like, well, yeah, I just do this. It's easy. It's just what I do. But so many people have to like raise their radar up, really deeply listen to what people are saying that you're fantastic at. And you said you later then got your certification in coaching. I coach people. I don't have a certification. But you, but I have these superpowers to see what others can't see. And so my message for my listeners is listen to what people are saying about you and don't shrug it off because they see it. And, and you need to go with it. You need to recognize these skills because they see what you can do for others. And you should listen to it and move forward with it. Yeah. Can I add a little bit to that? Yeah. And I'm sure that you know this. The other thing is, is don't blow it off. Like recognize that if somebody's saying something good about you, if they're going, wow, you're amazing at that. That's because that's not something that they're strong at, that that's not something that they're good at. My partner has told me that multiple times because I'm like, what's the big deal? He's like, the big deal is, is that People don't naturally think the way that you do. So embrace that and don't just blow it off and go, oh, anybody can do it. No, not anybody can do it. If anybody could do it, then everybody would be doing it. Lars, that's so inspiring because, again, there's a lot of people out there that I support. And I know you aren't listening out there. You find yourself stuck. But week after week, I am bringing guests onto the show 
that are at those junctures, those crossroads, the fork, whatever that is, and said, you know what? I can do this. You've got to believe in yourself. And again, I, I just can't emphasize that enough. You have to believe in yourself. I mean, your family believes in you. Your community believes in you. Why can't you? Yeah. But I want to now move to make this real because if there is any leader out there that is looking to partner with somebody to be whatever they need you to be, I said, what? maybe share with me a little bit about a situation where you did partner with a leader, where was their challenge, and what was your approach to bringing them through, and, and how did they fare at the end? Because I want the whole story. I want everybody to know what you do. Yeah. Gosh, this goes back a few years. I was working with, again, I was still kind of new, and so I put out a post about what I was doing, and I had a, an acquaintance call me, and she said, Jill, you've got to come and work with my team. Um, and she was telling me how they didn't want to be accountable and how they would come in and they just kind of took their time with their work and they just kind of spent so much time talking to each other and and they pushed her away and she felt very ostracized and she felt like she was kind of the wicked witch of the West was how she described it. We met and we talked through like, tell me a little bit more about what what you're experiencing and what you're seeing. And and so she shared and I went in and I um I did a workshop with the team. I I talked with them about communication. I talked with them about their personality. We did a personality assessment based and to better understand who they were. And and really that was kind of the light bulb moment was when we did that, it turns out that um, she was one personality that was very task driven and moved very fast and wanted to get things done and came in with her to-do list and believed that every day, even though there were a hundred things on it, she could do it and, and expected that her team would just come along. But they were very people focused and more taking their time and wanting to, you know, make sure that things were done right and correct and they had it all planned out. And I knew that I was going to have to talk with her about the differences there and how to how to bring those two together. And so we talked about it as a group. And then her and I did some individual coaching and and conversations about how she can best lead her team, knowing that she's driven, she's got big vision, she comes in every day, gung-ho, ready to go. And they're like, oh, but I just want to make everybody feel good. And I went back after having done those few workshops. We talked about conflict management. We talked about communication. We talked about team cohesion, what makes a functional team, you know, taking from Patrick Lencioni. And I went back a few weeks. The difference in the office and in the atmosphere was night and day. And then about a year and a half ago, she texted me and she said, thank you for saving my marriage. I was like, what are you talking about? And so I called her. I was like, what are you talking about? And she shared with me how the, the way that she led in the office and her personality and the overflow of all of that and how she forgot about the fact that she was actually leading people instead of leading by a to-do list. She said, I, I was that way at home, but my husband has the same personality as everybody that I work with. And so I took what you taught me and I took those strategies and I put them in place and it made a difference. What she didn't know at the time when we first started working together was that 
he had already met with an attorney and was getting ready to file for a divorce. So to see that, and that's the thing that I want leaders to realize is that we don't live in a day and age anymore where it's realistic to expect that people walk through the door of the office and their personal life is no longer a factor, that they just shut it all off. With cell phones, people are always connected. They're always engaged with whatever's happening outside the four walls of the office. And so we have to remember to treat people as people and ask questions. Like if you have an employee that comes in and they are not operating at their best, like they just seem off, trust your gut on that. Be a leader with heart and go and say, tell me what's going on. You just seem to be not yourself today. And they might not disclose everything and that's okay. You can't push them and ask them to do that. But if they know that you care about them as a person, as opposed to just a cog in the wheel for the work that's getting done, then that's going to open up doors to where, again, you're, they're going to come in and be more committed to the work that they're doing and to the company that they're doing it for. I so agree with what you're saying, because sometimes while you might be very action, activity, mission focused and just want to plow through whatever it is that they need to, sometimes pausing and slowing down a little bit. Yes, there might be a delay in them being on board with the initiative or getting their work done. But it's, at the end of the day, you want to build trust with that person, keep them engaged, show them that you care, just like you said, because in the end, they will commit. They will be efficient, they will be engaged, and they will probably accelerate. And any time you thought you were losing in the process of being just a human, <laughs> they actually yeah. accelerate and preserve the relationship for the work that you need done. So it's so, so valuable. And you know what? One of the things I like that you said about that was that you said that a side effect was you saved somebody's marriage or potentially saved a marriage. We have to lead with our purpose and not look for the instant gratification or the thank you or know exactly how the story ends. You just never, ever, ever know who's looking, who's listening, or who is watching. And magic happens. And, and you never, ever really know when it happens. Because I had somebody listen to my podcast and they said, I listened to your solo and I applied what I learned, and I just want to let you know it ended in getting a positive result with a client. And it was like, oh, the music to my ears. I, I do it for that purpose, but I don't necessarily look for the affirmation. And it's just a beautiful thing when people trust you enough to come back and say, guess what? This is what also happened because of our relationship. I wanted to take a moment to remind you that a recent study showed nearly 60% of leaders feel depleted at the end of the day. And this feeling is a key indicator of burnout and makes it difficult to lead and inspire others. If you've ever experienced that restless exhaustion, you know why CEOs are amongst the most likely candidates for experiencing job frustration. I wrote The CEO's Compass, your guide to get back on track, to confront those feelings and create a plan that is sustainable for you and your organization. I created a seven point assessment that will help you figure out your problems in days, not months. And it includes so many resources, worksheets, videos, and much, much more. If this is you, please head over to my website, dropinceo.com and click on my products, The CEO's Compass, and order yours on Amazon or other outlets. And now back to the conversation. So it's beautiful. So I want the ideal person out there to say, I want to talk to Jill. 
So if you could, and I know you're still new in building the pipeline, building the journey, and I know you yeah. if you know who the right person is when you meet them, but if you had to describe a kind of leader and where are they at in their business, what are they feeling? Who are they that they should consider reaching out to because those are the best clients for you? I just want the person out there to say, yep, that's me. I got to call Joe. Yeah. That executive director, that leader who says, I know that we can be more. And I know that the key is in engaging the people and my team. And I'm just not sure what to do next. For some of them, they've, they've tried things. They've, you know, oh, we had an all staff pizza party or, you know, we went out to happy hour after work. They're just not sure what to do next. They're not looking to replace their team. They want to keep working with the people that they have. Again, seeing so much potential, but not necessarily sure what the next steps are. So I got a question, a follow-up question to that one is, yeah, a lot of people will do that. Give them a t-shirt, have a party, you know, do some kind of team building activity. And it's probably a good thing to do. But then what is the difference? What do you bring in? What is missing that you fill the gap? Those are one and done kind of things. Yeah. And it is presuming that that's what everybody wants. It's not treating people as individuals. Um, it's not recognizing that people feel valued in different ways. Um, there's this great book out that talks about the five languages of appreciation and understanding that that people are all individual. And so if that's what we're going to do is we're going to say, who is your team as an individual? And how do you show appreciation? How do you engage them as individuals? And also, how do you help them see the role that they fill in the overall big picture? Part of it is making sure that you have the right people in the right seat and that they're even on the right bus. Um, but that's the biggest part of it is, is saying, yes, we want to do stuff together as a team that's going to be just all inclusive. But I care about you as a person for the individual things that you bring to the company, your contribution, and I want to show that respect back. So another question here, because that can be a lot of work. Let's just say a person has a team of 20 people, 10 people, what have you, and they just don't have the time, but they want to get that kind of impact. Do you coach the leader on how to engage differently with their team and then they get a result? Or do you engage with both them and the team in the in combined effort? Ultimately, the team has a greater performance. I'm just wondering what angle do you work with the leader or do you work with the teams? I start with working with the leader and the teams. Okay. I get the ball rolling on that. And then I coach the leader on how to continue to repeat it. Okay, that makes sense. And that's similar to me because you, you got to start with the leader a little bit like what's their mindset. Maybe they don't feel comfortable doing that stuff. So they have to partner with you to become that ally, that resource, an extension of who they are in order to get their team moving in the right direction, want to stay, want to care by showing care. And it does start with that leader that has that awareness. Because if a leader doesn't have that awareness and they just have more pizza parties and quarterly this, um, they're going to see the negative effect of not having a cohesive organization. And there's going to be turnover. If people don't feel valued for what they're bringing, there's not a tolerance that we used to have. It, you know, 20 years ago, people were grateful to have a job. They would put up with stuff because they were getting a paycheck. We 
kind of evolves into there's not a tolerance for that. There, people will leave a company. Uh, everybody's seen the saying about how um, people leave bad managers. They do and, and they will. And so recognizing that this isn't something, it's not a passing fad. It's not something that can be ignored. It is something that has to be addressed. So I am so grateful that Ben Baker had introduced us. I think what you're saying is very similar to what I do. Again, I, I wrote a book, the, the CEO's Compass, and I do spend a lot of time on purpose <laughs> and having that awareness that you need to do something different in order to elevate your team and a lot of focus on people and process. And it's not just about training the people or writing more procedures. I actually speak about that engagement and how can you understand the individual their mindset, their limiting beliefs, develop the individual, give them the confidence or help them to find the confidence if they lost that. When you start closing yeah. the gaps with individuals, you start seeing their performance elevate. And it's nothing to do with giving them more certifications or giving them more training, but really focusing on the human that unleashes potential. And I'm so grateful there are people like you that do that work with C-suite leaders. So I really, really appreciate and value what you do. Thank you. So I would love to continue talking to you because you and I <laughs> could just talk and tell stories about how we have had yes. to help organizations and leaders. But the most important thing is for my audience to say, okay, that was a great conversation between Deb and Jill, but I want you to have the final work because I really want people to check out your work uh, wherever it is. But any last closing thoughts that you may have for our listeners? I know that a lot of leaders struggle with this because they feel like it's not measurable. You might not 100% be able to measure culture for an engaged employee, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. And it will result in making an impact in those things that are measurable. Reduced operation costs, increased productivity, um, reduced turnover. And so I want to encourage you to not let the fact that this is more people-focused hinder you from taking the action to, to take those steps to address it because you will see it. And there is nothing, you know, coming into a workplace and being excited about coming in, being excited about the team. And as that continues to grow and solidify that foundation and that teamwork comes in, all of a sudden, you as the leader, you get to start dreaming again about future things. You get to start dreaming about what is next. Because everybody knows the cycle of a business. You go up and you peak. And then most businesses, they can either they have a choice at that point. They can either go down or they can start building a new peak. If you have these things in place and you have the right people, you get to start dreaming about what's the next peak. And so I, I want to encourage you with that, that uh, it's a good thing because it's going to make a significant impact way beyond what you even expect. I just love this conversation. I love your optimism. I love your energy. And I am just so grateful for the opportunity to have brought you onto the show. Thank you so much for dropping in on the podcast. People are going to really value that. Please, to my listeners, check out Jill Valdez. Check out her work on LinkedIn. and connect with her because she's just an amazing human. So Jill, I want to thank you for being such an amazing guest and I do wish you well and continued success. Thanks, Deb. It has been great to be here. I, You're right. I could talk with you for hours and hours on end. You're an amazing host and you have such incredible insights. 
Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I hope you are inspired by our conversation and can apply what you heard to your business or career goals. If you found this valuable, please share this show with at least one friend who will find it useful and inspiring. When you share this podcast, it allows me to continue to help C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow to navigate their challenges with confidence. To connect with me or learn more about the Drop-In CEO services, go to my website at dropinceo.com. And until we meet, I wish you well and much success.